Welcome to Whores Talk Horror. We're not really whores. We just like wordplay. Welcome to Whores Talk Horror. And this is going to be part two of our interview discussion with Tatiana and her mom, Adriana. A very special episode, if you will. And so let's begin with part two. All right. So and he was my age. I, I mean, anyone my that age, are they prepared? No. So I'm prepared. I know, because I've died. What? Okay. <laughs> Elaborate. I've died, too. What? Okay. All right. Both of you need to... Adriana, you tell us about how you died. <laughs> and then, Tatiana, we need to hear how you died. But this is really exciting. It's very exciting because I am not afraid to die. I am not afraid to die. Okay. I am so welcoming it. I want to see when it goes, really. Because I was 10 years old and went to Colombia, South America, to visit my mom, my grandmother before she passed away. And... um she was really sick and my mom sent me to an uncle who had a farm a chicken farm oh, wow. and it was up in the hills and a lot of beautiful so we did a lot of beautiful stuff and it was just gorgeous colombia is the most beautiful place you ever want to go it's like oh, puerto rico and wow. and so anyways of course my aunt tells us don't get on that tree in the morning because the leaves are all wet and you fall we gotta do it right yeah so, <laughs> i was 10 years old i went up there and it was my cousin my brother and i went up there it was really high up it was about nine feet. Mm. Yeah, it was no uh, stories. Nine stories. I'm not good with heights, so yeah. I probably wouldn't have joined you. <laughs> so the way it was, like the 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 the, it was a hill, so it was a cliff, and the <gasps> tree was on the bottom of the cliff, and then where we were at, we just met the tree okay. up there. So we hopped on there, not realizing how far to the real mm-hmm. ground we were because there was a cliff on there wow. and I fell <gasps> and I fell forward and when I fell forward boom I felt my head like like an echo in my head and I was standing next to them my brother and my cousin and my brother's looking and my cousin is looking and she's like screaming and when she screamed I kind of looked and I was like, what the heck? And and I'm telling my brother, go get me, you know, go get me. I'm telling my brother. And then my cousin yelled to the workers on the farm, but I was there. And then I smelled, I felt, I did everything. I was back at at the pond that we were at. I was at my aunt's kitchen. I was everywhere. Interesting. And the smells... And the sun and the colors were this fluorescent. I can't explain. It's like when you have a fluorescent light, that's how the light was. Like everything that I saw. And the trees were talking to me and everything was talking to me and everything was there. And you know how when you go and lay out on the beach and you're halfway in the water and the sun is hitting on you and you feel that like that tranquil type of thing and all the light that's where I was I was so amazing I was so happy I was so it loving it like I was energy everywhere yeah yeah. everywhere I was even with my dad who was in Chicago and I was in South America I was like everywhere I was everywhere in the whole universe I was like I was it I was I was like God. I was like the force, the thing that made us all. I was there. And then I saw the, at the same time, I saw the worker come and picked up my body. And when they picked up my body, I fell in it. And I fell in it again. And I was like, where happened? 
broken. <laughs> I must have broken something and a rib or something because I couldn't breathe. I couldn't breathe for days, and I couldn't tell my grand my aunt because she told me not to go in the tree. Oh. <laughs> Isn't that funny when you're kids? You're like, I just don't want to get in trouble. I don't want to get in trouble, you know. So you walk around with a broken something. <laughs> So that was the experience. That's the experience that I know happens. I know it happens. I am so. That's beautiful. I it's hope it's like beautiful. That for it's um, beautiful. It's amazing. It's like. <gasps> I uh, really quick because I want to hear more of your stories, mm-hmm. but you just validated something because um, my dad has had numerous dreams where he would be with his loved ones that had passed, and he described exactly that the sun the brilliance the color and he's like i don't know i think it's just a dream but my dad has shown things so you just validated my dad he's gonna be very excited and let me tell you i believe in me because there's no way who am i gonna talk to about that but i believe that because i was at that age i wasn't attached to anything yeah so if someone is attached to their mother to their father to their whatever they want to stay there I know I'm not going to be attached to anything because I want to be there. (laughs) I want to know what you're doing. (laughs) I'm going to be everywhere and helping everything. That's what I know I'm going to do. (laughs) So, Tatiana, tell us about your experience when you died. Well, mine was a little, well, it was a lot different. I I had appendicitis. My appendix had ruptured, and um, I went into the hospital. This was like five years ago. Oh my god! <laughs> this was recent. Yeah, not that long ago. the The depth of the story is that my appendix had ruptured in October, and then um, I didn't know until March. Whoa! Yeah, and so usually when somebody's appendix ruptures, you know, they pass out or they get taken to the emergency room or something, mm-hmm. right? Well. I'm a professional dancer as well. Like I do ballet and jazz and contemporary, all those things. And so when I felt the rupture, I thought I pulled a muscle. Wow. Because I was in ballet. (laughs) I was in class. And so I didn't think anything of it. You know, I used to be competitive cheerleading, so everything was walk it out, you know, stretch it out, whatever. Don't worry about it. Keep going. (laughs) So I did. And and throughout those months, I was feeling like vertigo. I was feeling nauseous. I was feeling like really sick to my stomach. And and then um, and I had like appointments with doctors and doctors would tell me that, oh, you know, like I need overtired or some some crazy thing at one point they thought that maybe i had some type of cancer and i had to do some surgery or whatever and i kept telling them where the pain was and they were like oh you know you probably stretched something out or whatever being a dancer you know and then all of a sudden i couldn't keep my food down and my mom and that was in march and my mom's like listen to me tatiana i want you to go to the emergency room i think you have appendicitis yeah. She's like, go in there, let them know, even have them do like a scan or something, sure. you know? So I go in there and, and sure enough, they were like, oh, we think it's a swollen ovary. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, you like, tell them now. She's like, she's like, tell them to do, you know, the scan. Mm-hmm. And that was the hardest thing for me, to be honest, because I'm allergic to the iodine. Oh, yeah, yeah, And that's yeah, the yeah. only thing that they can do. Right. And so they did that and that's when they saw that what happened is that this is a very rare case and apparently this used to happen many many years ago but our bodies have evolved and changed so things are different now but my 
appendix ruptured and my immune system cocooned the bacteria, <gasps> keeping me alive. And yeah. it pushed it in. So when her intestines, they were covering it, holding it down. Yeah, so it was wow. like, it was just cocooning it. So what happened was that my immune system started dying off, you know, because for so much, so, so many months, it was keeping me alive. Yeah, yeah. It just started dying down. So then the bacteria started leaking into my system, which we you know it's like poison Sepsis. in, oh, in yeah, and in, in your blood. Yeah, exactly. So then um, they were like, oh my God, you're the next surgery. You, we're taking you in right away. She yeah, called yeah. me. She says, oh, they're about to see me. And then she called me again. I'm going in for surgery. Right. I'm like, oh, it's about time. <laughs> you know, do I have Seriously. to fly over there and tell people? You got to look at me. So, so they took me in. And I was in a room originally with my boyfriend in, in, in the hospital. And um, because it was such a rare case, they when they took me in, I was like one of those people that like all the students come in to watch mm, the surgery right because ahead. it's so rare. The last thing I remember seeing was my boyfriend sitting in front of the window Aww. in my room, in the in the room in the hospital. Mm. And then they took me away. I, you know, they had me count down. And then all of a sudden, I see myself lying on the bed. Wow. And, and I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> you know, like, what's going on? And I see myself lying there on the bed. And they're trying, and they're freaking out. And they're trying to do some... I don't know, maybe cleaning of something. Maybe it spilled all over. I don't know what happened exactly. Well, uh, at that moment, you know, I knew when I when I came back. But all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm looking around, and I feel this this entity behind me, and like this warm, like comforting, like like a big giant teddy bear of some sort, like just really safe, and just whisper in my ear, "It's okay. You can go now." Wow. And I was like, I don't want to go. I was like, uh, well, I was like, what do you mean? And they're like, it's like, and, and the entity was like, you you came and did everything you needed to do. You can go now. Oh, yeah. Oh. As I was talking to this entity, I could see, like, you know how they say that you see the light? Yeah. I, I really did. And it was like, it was like this warm, like, like, a, uh, how do you explain it? It's, it's like a time in the day where the sun is like orange. Golden hour that it's like or and like it's so beautiful and like warm and you're just like and I felt that and I felt that like if I I was like well what happens if I go there because he was like you can go you can go into the light and I was like like well what happens if I go there and and he's like he didn't say anything but I was getting closer to it and I just felt warm and safe and like comforting and peace and just just relax it was like so beautiful and he's like, or you can stay if you like. And I was like, well, what Let's would? Do that one. <laughs> I was like, well, what would happen if I stay? And then all of a sudden, it was like a shift, and I was in the same room that that they had taken me from, and my stepmom was there, and my boyfriend was sitting by the window, but my stepmom all of a sudden was sitting in the chair next to the bed, okay, and she was on her phone, and I was like, I was like, but my family, and and he's like well, you can stay. And, and then all of a sudden, like, um, and he showed me like all these flashes and I'm a firm believer. Like, I don't want to talk about it because I want some of the things to happen because okay. <laughs> the things are really good. You don't want to jinx yourself. I don't want to jinx it, but I will say that, that there, he did tell me that, you know, it's going to be very difficult and I did see the difficult stuff, but, but it was going to be worth it in the long run. Huh. 
and but it was up to me the choice was up to me if I wanted to stay or go and but he was like you know your 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 task is already completed here interesting so really it's like I'm here for fun <laughs> like my task has already been completed and I just got you know like and so and I hear that I've heard that a lot where they say that like people who believe in reincarnation, which mm-hmm. I'm I'm one of those people, um, they say that like you you come in and you learn. You have different right. like levels and yeah, you yeah. learn, right? Mm-hmm. And once you complete those tasks, then you can move on to the next level. Oh, I right? see. Right? And so you just keep keep doing the thing. Kind of like Buddhism? Yeah, kind of like that. Because that's going to be my question because I would have been like, well, what did I complete? Like, (laughs) I want to know. But you know, but but at that moment in time, like, you don't, you don't even think about it. You're like, all right, cool. I completed it. Like, I can go or I can stay. I can have fun or I can move on, you know? And, and I was like, I think I'm going to stay. And, and, and. Good choice. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, right? (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, right? And I was like, I think I'm going to stay. And, and he was like, it, and I feel that it was a he, uh-huh. but it was like, I remember kind of seeing something. This guy was handsome. <laughs> it was very tempting for you to stay. It's <laughs> warm. I got this good looking guy. Something, but I just felt so safe and loved and, and secure. And, and to this day, I still feel that he's around me. I don't know what it is. Maybe that's where they people come up with guardian angels. I actually wrote something. that down from because I was going to ask what you guys thought about that. You know, I don't so know what it is, but I I definitely feel that I have something around me that like protects me and like gives me you know like something that's looking out for me for sure. And when I came back, they rolled me into the room and I saw my stepmom sitting in that chair on her phone Mm -hmm. and my boyfriend sitting right by the window because before when they rolled me out my stepmom wasn't there you know and all of a sudden like and out they were rolling me in and I was opening up my eyes I'm like what's going on so (laughs) what happened to you on the table so they told me exactly that that when they opened me up and they were trying to remove everything it spilled inside of me and like the bacteria yeah and it caused my it caused (gasps) my body a shock that it like I died for like a few a few like minutes or something seconds so they actually said that like you had no pulse (coughs) for oh my god yeah they revived me yeah it was crazy wow it was crazy but i will say that from all the complications the hospital did on the pay for everything (laughs) they paid for everything we won't say what hospital no we won't (laughs) we won't but yeah it was crazy so both of you had very good death experiences, yeah. which is, like, very comforting. So to speak. Yeah. Well, so to speak, but, you know, but, I'm not really afraid of dying. Mm-hmm. I'm more afraid of getting old, I think, and Me being too. able to, like, not take care of myself to the point, but also being at that point where, like, you realize you're about to die. I think that's when I'll actually be scared is, no, like, when be. I realize all. But, well, after hearing your stories, it don't makes it more... Be. I, I believe me. that when it's time for whoever I know mm-hmm. in my life, I know my mom is prepared. My dad might not be so much prepared. Um, my mom, my my myself, I know my girls are. But the best thing to for you to understand is everything that you do, you be grateful for it because what you're going to do at the, at the end of of your life is be grateful for all of that stuff mm-hmm. and once you're grateful and you embrace it you're ready to let go 
But if you're like, oh, my kid is in a wheelchair and I have to be here and I have to take care of him and everything, that that's not you weren't you weren't born here to take on those kind of stuff. That person in the wheelchair has to learn how to deal with yeah, theirs. Yeah. That's their karma. It's that's their, what they're dealing with. I'm their learning experience. A big believer in karma. Oh yeah, yeah me karma too. is my religion. Yes, oh, ma'am. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Oh, yeah. I tell her, just stay back and you watch what's gonna happen to yeah. that person. Mm-hmm. You know, you wish them all the best because I believe for what you do and what do you you, whatever energy you send out will come back to you. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, I know you hurt me, and I hope that you will fix yourself so you don't hurt anybody else. Mm-hmm. Pretty much already. And that, yeah, because I, teens, 20s, I was more like a vindictive person. Mm-hmm. And then I, I realized. So just a teenager, basically. Basically, yeah. You know, <laughs> I, I feel most people are that way. And then I just, I felt like when I hit my thirties, like I felt this like big spiritual growth and started just putting out so much like positive energy and just did not believe in retaliation or hurting anyone. Just, you know, I'll let the universe take care of that person. Mm -hmm. If they do me wrong or do someone I care about wrong, I'll take care of myself. I'll be the bigger person. And I just noticed that the universe just started giving back. Like, you know, like my life just, improved so much and even if things were bad they right. were bad in the most possible like the best possible, possible way. way yes because yeah. everyone's gonna have hardships no matter what if like someone i cared about like well like mindy she developed like breast cancer well, and like horrible but it like changed her life for the better in so many ways it's like hard to explain like it was this horrible thing that happened to her and i watched she had like this like epiphany and just became like her i think her life got infinitely better because of it which so is, you like, just outed me but no I'm oh sorry well, we can cut this out of the episode <laughs> no 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 i'm totally kidding but i'm totally kidding but no but it's true though because um and i can't i won't go into this very much either either really or say much detail wise mm-hmm. but like um it's been a rough journey yeah, absolutely recovering trying to figure out because i'm still in post treatment but like i'm technically in in remission and whatever but it did absolutely remind me of what's important but also like there was some negativity that arrived that arose because of it and i had to make a few changes in my life that i'm still ironing out but same kind of thing, like, I'm I'm not, I was really angry at the time it was happening, but now I'm like, you know what, I'm, I got myself out of that situation, Absolutely. and I'm, even at now, my most stressful moments, it's not as bad as it was. So Made you a better person. Exactly, mm-hmm. and I, same thing, the, whatever caused all mm-hmm. of the negativity, I wished them well, and... I hope they learned from it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and and another thing too is that I believe like there is no point in holding on to grudges, right? Because the moment and and always give thanks. Like somebody did you wrong, you know, like think about it, and you don't have to say thank you to that person necessarily, but like give thanks within yourself. You know, thank thank you for giving me that that experience because now I know. And Seriously. I and I learn, you know, not to trust people like you, or <laughs> or to be more wise about my decisions, exactly. or whatever it may be. Um, there is, I wish I could remember the author, but there was this book that I um, that I read. It was also one of the podcasts that I've listened to, where she would say every morning you wake up and you every for every step it takes. She would say well, for every step it would take her to get from her bedroom to her work 
or to the or to the bathroom, whichever one it was. I can't remember. <laughs> she would say one step would be think, and the other one would be you. Thank you. Thank oh. you. Thank you. And then by the time she got to her place, she'd say, you know, thank you to the universe mm-hmm. for everything that was given to her, for the opportunities, the goods, the bads, the learning, everything, you know. So that way you, you, you feel that, that release of tension, of, of grudges. Because also the moment that you hold on to all that negativity, you're more bound to bring negativity to you, exactly. just like you are to bring negative spirits to you. Exactly. Open up yourself, especially if you're very, you know, sensitive to all that stuff. And I had a little bit of almost like survivor's guilt or or whatever that's called because Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. I would see, and when I still go for my the treatments I get, I still see people that are in way worse situations than I am. And like when I think about it now, especially because I am in a better place, like it's like, well, it 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 was horrible, but it could have been worse and you know and I, i'm lucky I, I and that's how i think about it i don't it. know if you noticed when i shaked your hand when i first saw you <laughs> when we were over there and i shook your hand yeah. i was gonna say something oh really like i could I, I was gonna say something to you but you know hi how you how you feeling all right i know you're doing really well oh <laughs> but, wow. but interesting yeah Wow, like I, I'm glad you told me that now because it, when you if you said that when you walked in, I probably would have just like fallen over. <laughs> <laughs> that's when that's you shook awesome. my hand. Did you see like a big demon? Behind me? No. <laughs> <laughs> Is that shadow figure still a hanging out? Beautiful person. Oh. You're 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 really beautiful. Thank you. You are so beautiful. Much. I know <laughs> you are very beautiful. I'm actually wearing because um, I knew we were gonna be doing this interview. I'm wearing. I'm I, I'm not a hugely like religious religious person, but I'm spiritual and mm-hmm. I I. I love religious iconography. I think oh, it's yeah. just beautiful. And my mom gave me this Virgin Mary pendant Aww. when I was little because it, it's similar to one that she had. She and my dad are going on vacation today, traveling, and so I always just wear it to make me feel better. Mm-hmm. But um, connection. I'm feeling like it's like a family connection day. This whole conversation. Sure. Awesome. Yeah. Speaking of families, um, oh, yes. you have a uncle that is a ghost hunter. Oh yeah. <laughs> Well, he used to be. Used to be. He used to be a ghost hunter. Is he retired? He is. Okay. Yeah, he did it only for like maybe like a year or two. How did he get involved? Like, I don't know. He, he this is a all... question to ask him. Okay. <laughs> and, and I can get you in contact with him, but he has some interesting stories. Really? Yes. Yeah, and I don't want to tell you the stories because I don't want to mess up the, yeah. the details. Sure. <laughs> but he... he like I said, that was one of the things that he did advise me about your peripheral vision and like when you want to see them, try not to blink because every time you blink, you're you're like repro not reprogramming, refreshing but you're, exactly uh, your vision, right? Yeah, interesting. So, you're so that's why when people so things, like even escape. In, even in movies, you know that like one one minute you see it, next minute it's gone. Yeah, 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 <laughs> you yeah. know. And thank you for the boo tip because uh, because we are we have known each other for a very long time and uh, we've always believed in this kind of stuff and been interested in it. We've always said that which one whichever one of us goes first is gonna try come and come back, back and get and the other you, one. I say that and to my so, daughters. Uh, like, all the time. I like I my grandmother was talking. I remember when she was still alive with one of her sisters. And said, you know, if you go before me, feel free to come back and be like, hi, Vivian, how are mm-hmm. you? Don't be like, boogity, boogity, boogity. And like, Sharon, <laughs> she, when you I, we were little, she used to creep me out. Me if I die for her. So now I'm just going to turn around and say, boo, and chase you away. That's right. That's all you have to do. Because they're not. Because she will I'll scare have a mirror, me. Though. 
have a mirror. <laughs> so you'll just scare yourself and be like, I win, bitch. No. <laughs> she will. When we were in the eighth grade, uh, we had a heat lamp in our basement bathroom. And Sharon went in there and, like, came out of the bathroom with just the heat lamp on. It was, like, acting all creepy. And I, was, I started slowly i was like stop it stop it and i like freaked out and my mom was like what are you guys doing and i was like oh sharon's just freaking me out my mom's like oh whatever all right just okay usual (laughs) get it the normal stuff um i'm prepared now so i noticed that when i um earlier i mentioned sleep paralysis and i kind of saw both your eyes light up do i don't really know much about sleep paralysis do you guys have any, was there something that like... Well, just that you have to be very careful when you do stuff like that because that's, that's, that's like a like an opening because you're in that stage mm-hmm. of half asleep, half awake. And if you do, if you're not prepared, it will get inside of you, mm-hmm. you know, because that's what they're there for. Mm-hmm. Um, to, just to add on to what you're saying, n- most of the time, like... Have you ever heard when certain religions, I'm not going to say which ones, mm-hmm. say that meditating is like, you know, messing with the devil? I have not or, heard that. I have actually not heard that. No? I've always heard and thought of meditation as a good thing. I can guess, I can thing. guess yeah. which religions you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> sure. we, will, we yeah. will leave that out yeah. for the so, listeners to fit. Yeah. yeah. So that's one of the reasons why they say that is because when you're meditating, oh. you go into a realm where you're like... You can almost do astral projecting, sure. right? Yeah. So your spirit in astral projection leaves your body. Yeah. So now you're a shell. So then something can come sure. into your body, which is in the state of half asleep, half awake, mm-hmm. right. Right? right? Go ahead. Sorry, right. I didn't mean to cut you off. That's the reason why you have to be very careful when that happens. You have to. It's really difficult because every time when I was growing up, my mom was always telling me, um, be conscious, you know, in Spanish, you know, la conciencia. You make sure you're conscious as to what it is you're doing at all times. You got to be conscious. Got to be conscious of everything. I'm taking a step. I'm taking, a, you know, that way. It, it, it's it's an it's a practice you have to do every day. Like I left my my phone here. I left this, and if you don't know where all that, you're not conscious of mm-hmm. of your daily stuff. You're in in auto, you know, automatic. You know, button. You're just like, hey, I gotta go there. Yeah. Where did I do everything? Which Where did I leave? So you can't. Are, you yeah. can't do that. You can't live like that because you're opening up doors and portholes and all this stuff for other things to take over you or, or people around you. You bring them in. So you know, you always have to be conscious. Conscious. The spirituality is about that. It's about opening up your consciousness. It's about being, you know, and and you're the only ones who can control your surroundings. The only one. Interesting. How, do you guys? So I, I think we talked about this briefly, but I'm just curious. Do you? How do you guys? Like I, I don't want to say believe in that sound, but like, what do? You, how do you feel about like the idea of spirit guides? Oh, absolutely. Or, yeah, absolutely. Because that's what I was thinking it. about with Tatiana, your story. So with me, okay. So, um, I was raised with many different beliefs. Um, I was raised mainly that like, you know, everything was once one. And then it branched out. So to study different religions, understand different religions, and kind of like puzzle piece it to see which mm-hmm. ones work best and how it like all comes together. Mm-hmm. So I believe in everything, you know, like I believe in, in you know, Krishna. I believe in meditation. I believe in Buddhism. I believe in, you know, Christianity. I believe in, like, you know, 
paganism, everything that you can think of, because I believe that it was all once one. I don't understand, like, now we're getting into religion, but I don't understand how, like, how you can say that Jesus walked on water and call that a miracle, but then you see somebody else do it and say it's witchcraft. Right. Mm -hmm. That, to me, doesn't make sense. Right. You know? Same with, like, making water into wine. Same right. thing, you know, that that doesn't make sense. Because Jesus was considered a son of God, aren't we all children of God? Right. That doesn't make any sense to me. Right, right, right. right? So, so I believe in, in all of it as far as, you know, guidance and, and The stuff. way that I taught Absolutely. it to my kids was that religion and faith and all that is just like a rosary. Everything is glued together, stuck together, stuck together, and comes out to one all. It's all brought together like a rosary. I think, what is the purpose of a rosary? I really don't know. To make sure that you can count each one as you're doing it. But I believe that that was meant to keep everything together and it's one. That's a really great metaphor. Mm-hmm. This That's is an episode for my dad, apparently, because my dad is the same <laughs> way. He was raised uh, Catholic, but he has, like, oh, his own copy of, like, the Quran and, like, all different kinds. And he everything. just well, and loves reading all the different... Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, too. Like, I was on my dad's side, they're very Catholic. On my mother's side, I was very spiritual. So I got I got a sense of both, and I got to see both. And that's how I was able to put everything. Like, when, when I got together with my husband, um, I told him, their father, I said, look, I'm not going to baptize the kids. Mm. I want them to choose what it is that they feel. Yeah. I don't want to mm-hmm. be the one choosing for them. So she chose what she wanted, and my other one chose what she wanted, you know, because I'm not the one who's going to be dedicating myself for them. It's going to be them. Yeah. So yeah. that's how they were brought up. I kind of think I, that's a good yeah. way to bring people I up. took them everywhere. The they went to church. They went to, yeah. uh, they went to temples. They went to everything. I wanted them to know, you know, don't be like this, you know, like sure. a horse with her, yeah. you know, be one side and be well-rounded. Learn be, everything. Decide for yourself. Help where you want them, you know, help where it is that needs help and, you know, do what it is you need to do. And my dad's always like, I'm just astounded because if you do read all sorts of different texts. Mm-hmm. There are so many reoccurring themes, Absolutely. just told slightly differently. Exactly. Yeah. So exactly. that's why he's like, obviously, there's got to be something to it. That's how I am. But exactly. like, <laughs> you know, but he's like, why are we all fighting over this? Because ultimately, it's the I same don't think the name matters. Down to, same, yeah. yeah, down to it. And and it's interesting because all religions, they all believe in the paranormal, right? All of them ways. in different ways, right? Yeah. So, I mean, each each religion or each culture has their version of ghosts, mm-hmm. right? Their stories demons. and demons yeah. and what happens Double in the afterlife, you know, yeah. and all, all that stuff. It's just a matter of, like, studying them and, like, being more open-minded and understanding so that way you can understand, you know, what are spirits doing here? Mm-hmm. You know, what what... What do they want? Where do they come from? Stuff like that. I think if you study all different cultures, perhaps we can have like a better understanding. I yeah. agree. I agree. And like I personally don't believe in like a god. Oh, I, I believe more in like an energy. I will never tell anyone your beliefs are wrong. Right. But I personally don't believe in that. I do believe in ghosts however and I believe in spirits but then I I kind of like get into arguments with myself well like um so if you don't believe in God and you don't necessarily believe in like 
angels? How can you believe in ghosts and demons? Or, and demons. Right. But and I believe that you believe in something greater than yourself. Yes, absolutely. So yes. if you believe in something greater than yourself, then you're a positive person. Mm -hmm. So there's got to be positive and negative, white and black. Mm -hmm. So that's where all that comes in. That's why you feel comfortable believing it because you know that there is something greater than you. And, but, yeah. I think it's also because, like, a lot of the demons, you know, is, well, at least when you see, like, in movies and stuff, and or they even do, like, you know, the real-life exorcisms, whether or not mm -hmm. those are real. No, I think no, most of them real. are... I think a lot of them are made up. You know, I think it's or more it's of, like, a people. psychological... Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I definitely believe that demons can habit people. I think a lot of the exorcisms they show on TV and stuff are people with psychological issues mm -hmm. that are, you know, just believe, believe that, that they're, they're being possessed. Which by is almost just as strong, really, because yeah. your brain is really powerful. It can be, but and ha it's harder to combat those. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> because it's, oh, it's in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's in there. Because you, yeah. I did just listen to an episode of Last Podcast on the Left recently where they were talking about an exorcism of a guy who um, was in England, and they were saying about how that a lot of people, I guess, like in... Um, like psychologists have studied that if you believe that you're possessed by a demon, that it's actually more beneficial to perform an exorcism yes. on them than it is to give them medication. Yeah. Because, because it's their belief. It's their belief. Yeah. So if you exercise them, Instead of it would help more than actually giving Absolutely. them medication. I believe that. Sure. I do too. Um, yeah, and I, not, I'm going to pull my nerd card right now, but um, <laughs> not the original, but I was a, I, I'm a huge fan of the rebooted version of Battlestar Galactica. I don't yeah. know if you... I love Battlestar Galactica. Okay, so, 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 so say we all. Yeah. Okay, great. So that, to me, for that, they accomplished, they kind of, for me, described religion because they had their Bible, yes. and sorry, I'm alienating Sharon and Spencer a little bit here, but they had a version of a Bible of a theology, but... It wasn't, a, like you said, like, you know, gray-haired man on a cloud or whatever. It was just that there was a high, something's connecting us, and some, there is a higher power that is tying all of this together. That when you talked about your experience and, and, and feeling like you could see everyone and everything at the same time, and, yeah. like, that made me think of that right away. Well, let me tell you, I believe, strongly, strongly believe that a lot of the things that make sense to you, you, me, and her, and that you see it in a movie is because that person went through it. Exactly. That that writer, that Absolutely. producer, that is sharing what they went through. Example, the one with Keanu Reeves, Constantine. Constantine. Mm. Oh. To me, that's where the, dev the, the demons are, and that's how people who are you open them up, you bring things, things that are supposed to be uh, buried and kept sacred, and how, you know, someone put it there. Somebody right. did that. So it, it gets disturbed. You open up something, portal, something like that. To me, I, I love that movie just because of how it all interacts with the reality and the out and uh, how one man is trying to save everything. That's how we should be, trying to save, but also protecting ourselves and you know, there's a lot of people they want to, you know, go into a scary uh, haunted house, but they don't know how to protect themselves. Then yeah. what? Right. You know, like he would just sit and make sure that he knows that he's grounded and he's got this. He's got the cat that's going to help him. He's got all the stuff that's going to be there before he goes into any kind of craziness. You know, yeah. that's how we all should 
if we're going to go into that. I don't want to go there. But I was just going <laughs> to say, we definitely need to prepare for Oh, yes, it. Yeah, 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 Prepare yeah, yourselves. Prepare yourselves. And otherwise, you're going to have to call me, and I'm going to have to come and help you. <laughs> There's only one place that's supposedly haunted that I would willingly stay the night in, and my favorite scary movie of all time is The Haunting, the 1963 version. Oh, my God. Um, and that... The exterior shots specifically were shot the, at a, it, the Mental Institute, right? No, it, it's Edding, it's Eddington Park, and it's a real mansion. It's in England, oh. um, and now, of course, because it is so large, they've uh, kept the the like historical look and feel, but they've of course added like outdoor pools and it made it like a resort but i would stay there i would want to prevent i've heard that they have their own stories we talked about this a little bit on a previous episode they have their own stories at the actual hotel i I, just because i love that movie i would love to stay there but i would absolutely go unprotected but otherwise if someone was like i think this place is haunted do you want to check it out no i don't (laughs) Don't really do it (laughs) you go and report back (laughs) well you know one of the haunted places in chicago is um what used to be excalibur and now yeah i heard that And, and I've spoken to a lot of the staff members there because I have a friend who's a DJ there and a friend that works there, and they said that it's definitely haunted because that place used to be the um, morgue. Oh my god! That's where they took. <laughs> oh that's where god. they took all the bodies from the fire that happened here in Chicago. The Iroquois or the I don't, I don't know the big the, fire. The big fire, oh, the big fire in Chicago. The fire. I have a friend who did a, a play <laughs> about the there. Iroquois theater fire, so that's what I think of every time someone says fire. But yes, oh yes, there was a bigger fire in I Chicago. I did not know that was a more. I you guys no should idea. look into it. That'd be awesome. I went there with with you. Yeah, and we took over there indefinitely. It needs to go. And they haven't remodeled the outside of it either. Yeah, yeah, and the like basement, they told right, me they kind of right. kept it the same, which is really weird because that's where they would burn the bodies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so here's an interesting story. I haven't told my mom this one yet. <laughs> and this is just recent too. So um, I was in a relationship and um, before I moved into the apartment that I was in, that I'm in now. Your mom's shaking her head. I'm sh- I'm guessing she'd not approve of this relationship. (laughs) And uh, if my girls would listen to me, they'd be so happy. (laughs) I'm sure every family member or parent says that. They know know that I'm the one that teaches them and all that, and they don't listen. you got to make your own mistakes and learn from them. No, and I tell them, learn from my mistakes. (laughs) That's the smart thing to do. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) the story is... um, so he asked me to move in with him, and I did. And But I, I, before I even moved in with him, I went to the house, and I just I felt something there. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what it was. And I'm like, is this place haunted? Mm-hmm. You know? And he's like, no, you know, they build it, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, and it's right in front of a church. But I moved in because, you know, like I, I would cleanse the house, whatever, sage it. And, and then, like, there would be a couple times that he would be gone, and... The way that the house is formed is that there's um, like a, I guess you could say like a garden apartment that's not really a full apartment. There's like a bedroom and a bathroom and an extra bedroom. And then you go up the stairs and then that's where like the, the living room is and the kitchen, the dining room, okay. and another bedroom, okay. right? But then like the upper stairs of that is a whole nother apartment that we would rent out, right? Okay. But the, the, ba- the garden apartment and the, the first floor was our apartment. Okay. Well, I would be in the room in the basement 
And all of a sudden, I would hear like running, just running upstairs. Mind you, there's nobody there because we're not renting that floor out. Right. And, and I would just ignore it because, you know, I, told, I don't want to acknowledge anything, so I just ignore it. One day, I'm sleeping on the bed, and he has a Tempur-Pedic, like, king-size bed. And I'm sleeping on the bed, and, and I'm thinking that he, all of a sudden, like, I feel something, like, sit next to me by my leg. And I'm thinking it's him. And I open my eyes, and there's nothing there but an imprint. Oh, boy. Just an imprint, and he's not even home. And I'm like, what the hell? And I would see my cat just kind of looking at something and just kind of like sometimes like hissing at something. And I'm like, what are you looking at? And then and then she would like hide. You know, she'd hide a lot. Like, I'm like what, what the hell is going on? We were renting out a house that belonged to a friend, that belongs to a friend. And and he had he stored a lot of his stuff there, him and his wife. And they were coming in to get all their stuff. Well, when they came... I went to sleep. Well, I went downstairs to sleep. I said goodnight to them, and they were still up, and they were talking to my boyfriend at the time. And I overheard them talking about ghosts and stuff and, like, tarot cards and whatever. And and so I go upstairs, and I'm like, what are you guys talking about? And they're like, oh, we're just talking about the history of the house. I'm like, what about the history of the house? (laughs) Apparently, the first floor of that house was moved. What? It was, yeah. So it used to it used to be in some other part of Illinois and they moved it because there was no morgue no. in the church by the by the churches that are around that area. They didn't have a morgue. So they moved a So house. they moved this it wasn't a house. It used to be a morgue. No. They moved oh my it. God. They oh moved God. it over and then they added on oh to my it. Gosh. I was like, Are you kidding me? Your so you were living in a morgue. I was living in a morgue. All right. Well, I think that's a really good place to end. Join us next week for the last part of our interview with Tatiana and Adriana. And if you have your own stories about living in a morgue or if you um, have ever died and you want to talk about that, if you have any other ghost stories, scary stories, Whatever you want to talk about, please email us at horsetalkhorror at gmail.com and follow us on social media. And as always, thanks for getting creepy with us.